Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 111. I am your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me today, we have the most interesting potato on the planet. Tell us, Marvelous. Tell us, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely awesome, man. I've had some good news this week, and some good things have happened. I've seen that. And we do have Sarah joining us. He is currently muted, taking care of some other things right now, but he will be joining us here shortly. Point of order, the most interesting potato is probably one of those ones that looks like genitals that got, gets posted in English newspapers from time to time. Carry on. Good news. The best kind of correct. Oh, God. And we also have a soundboard. We do have a soundboard. And <laughs> Sarah, I'm pretty sure that is the most complicated way that anybody has ever called me a dick. <laughs> I was going to say something, but the soundboard. It, <laughs> it, words fail me. <laughs> I like turtles. All right. So, <laughs> so before Klaus goes completely <laughs> sideways. Too late. So, All right. You had some amazing news happen to you, Talis. Why don't you tell us about it? So in as anybody who's listened to the podcast knows, I've been working on moving to Japan for the later part of this year. Uh, I got the official notice that I got accepted to the program at Gaihili in Nagasaki. Nice. And then... <laughs> And uh, so I had to sell my car uh, to fund that trip. Yes, the MR2. Yes, the pseudo dream car. Yes, the one that I spent like 20 years waiting for. That's the one I sold. Uh, So uh, with those funds, I've already purchased my ticket. I leave January 28th. um, And I will be living in Nagasaki until the first week of April, at which point I will have about three weeks left on my visa. And question mark, question mark, question mark. Hopefully I'm able to get a job uh, during the time I'm there, transfer into a working permit and then just stay. So there's a very high chance that when I leave the U.S. on January 28th, that's I next time I come back, it's going to be to visit. I will not live here. I will live there. It's been a very wild experience over the last uh five days <laughs> that's crazy man but yeah. awesome congratulations thank you so that is that is a thing that is happening i don't think i can even come close to approaching anywhere near the vicinity of that <laughs> but you did have something good happen uh earlier this week uh, an anniversary of sorts if i recall i'm old yeah, my birthday was on Sunday. And as we snow. Getting old sucks. But it is what it is. And I did get a really cool dinner out of it yesterday. Uh, my, mom's birthday, my mom's birthday is today. So my dad took us both out to uh, a restaurant uh, here in town called Zella's. And it serves some really, really good food. Um, their special last night happened to be a, uh, uh, Moroccan spiced braised lamb shank. 
With Those are all extremely <laughs> good words. With, yeah. Oh with couscous. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And it was amazing. The only thing that I that could have made it better, some golden raisins in with the couscous, because it had some carrots and all the seasoning and all that in there. A little bit of sweetness would have been just so nice. That sounds... I mean, when you have the option of lamb shank or don't, it's not a tough call. Exactly. When, when, they, when they said lamb shank, it's like, I'm in. And when they said Moroccan spice, I'm like, yeah. Um, Moroccan spice blends are really, really cool. They have a lot of depth. Oh, it was, it was very flavorful. I mean, it wasn't spicy, but it was just... My mouth was watering the entire time, and it was just really good. Plus... For dessert, they had something there that I have not had in, I think, eight years. They make the most amazing flourless chocolate cake that I have ever had. Those got super popular, like, before the low-carb thing was, like, huge. And I don't know what happened to them. I haven't seen them around. But when they're They're done right, they they are absolutely... Oh, good God. But it, it, if you've never had flourless chocolate cake before, imagine the silkiest, smoothest fudge that you've ever had. Yeah. It's, it was basically like that. It was, it was like a solid slice of chocolate ganache served alongside a little bit of whipped cream and some raspberry puree. And you're damn right I ate it all. <laughs> It was good. That sounds super bomb. I didn't Fun take. Fact. I was gonna say I didn't take pictures last night. I really wanted to, but because of with my parents, I it didn't feel appropriate to whip out the phone and be like snapping pictures of all this food. True. And it's like I just want to jump in and eat this, so I did. Sorry, guys, got to do it for the Insta. Right. I, it. Like I said, I, I know you guys would have been, would have loved to see it, and I would have loved to post it for you guys. But maybe next time. Maybe next time, or maybe we just stalk time. their website. Yeah, maybe you'll find it somewhere out there, but it it was amazing. If you're ever in my hometown, or where I live now, check them out. It's really worth the trip. PRP, jumping on a plane going the exact opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So, I don't know if Sarah has an opportunity to uh, tell us how his... Uh, last two weeks have been uh pretty good didn't actually do too much for the holiday itself but uh did i end up posting it uh my uh friends who i do the weekly cooking thing with we ended up meeting the day after christmas and we made potato leek soup and really awesome garlic bread and that was nice i know you posted it in our um discord but um, i'll just go ahead and throw it on the twitter you should because it was looked really bomb yeah yeah i forgot that i also made uh um Christmas dinner for family uh, last weekend as well. Nice. I made a boneless leg of lamb. Ooh, good choice. It was a a lamb heavy week. (laughs) I was going to say like lamb is one of my favorite proteins, but like, yeah, twice mm, in one week. That's like rare. I haven't had lamb probably. It's been like two, perhaps even medium rare. That's actually, I cooked it medium rare. Here we go. As you should. Uh, 120 degrees, let it uh, rest to 130, sliced. It was just perfect. Mm, that's Ma- how you do it. <laughs> made with uh, um, 
maple bacon Brussels sprouts and homemade uh, cranberry relish. And yeah, it was the, the, the four of us just went through two pounds of Brussels sprouts that night. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they were that good. Do we need that Archer quote about only being able to get so erect? Yes. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me add that to the show notes. <laughs> so we can this add is the road you have set us on, Klaus. So we can add that to the soundboard. Got it. Yes, this yeah. is the road you have set us up on. But yeah, it's, it's been... I mean, holidays is about doing special things for special people, right? Yes, like adding archer sound clips to a board (laughs) (laughs) no we had uh yeah our holiday was interesting this was my last uh christmas with the family that i've been celebrating with for five years because i'm moving and i was like okay well that's weird so i kind of had my last goodbye because like there's a lot of aunts and uncles and family members that i only see at holiday time and then a friend of ours is like oh well, my aunt and uncle are actually moving out of the state so i'm not sure what i'm doing for the holidays next year so we sort of jokingly said, well, I guess you're taking my spot then. <laughs> so I'm getting replaced by another friend. We have so many celebrations. It's kind of a challenge to hit all of them and show respect to all of the families and all the groups. But that is just an absolute blessing that we have that. And not everybody does. If you do, celebrate it. And if you don't, that is okay. The world is huge. True. Very true. All right. So to everybody else who is uh, watching or listening out on the podcast, let us know what you guys did for your holidays. We'd love to hear how your celebrations all went. You can uh, hit us up on email, podcast at com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at radio. So let's jump into a little bit of gaming community news. Um, for those of you who maybe have been following uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake train, uh, there was a, a rumor about an upcoming demo being released soon. Um, Gamstat, a site that tracks new additions to the PlayStation Store, recently reported a placeholder for the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo that was created on Christmas Day. Um, while the demo and release date have not yet officially been announced, other reports like this have come true in, in the past, so we may actually see a playable demo very early in 2020. Now, that actually gets me really excited. I'd love to see the demo. I'm assuming it's going to be one similar to what they had at some of the game shows uh, towards the end of the year. Is it going to be like, I mean, we obviously don't know, right? And it's a leak, and we don't really have this confirmed anywhere. But no, at the same so- token, like, is this going to be like the TGS demo that we got? All I know is it's probably... It's a trap! But, uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like TG, the TGS demo is the only one that I could foresee actually being functional enough to be able to release, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be a thirty-minute demo. Yeah, I mean, well, look at uh, um, the ep- the de- playable demo for uh, Episode to Sky for uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I mean, that was a pretty large demo for that. That was huge. I don't think we're going to get anything massive. that big. I don't want anything that big. That was That's what so she said? much. I was... Okay, I need to add right. that to the, the thing, too. Hang on, I got you. Uh, so, like... <laughs> Are you making a list of on, on the show notes of the, of the different uh, buttons we have to add? Of course. Good. What would I do without you? 
I'm helpful. <laughs> the um, best part is I'm going to screenshot just the white block with all of the text and throw it up and just like no context, PH text, DN radio. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, it's, it'll happen. But uh, like I said, um, let us know how excited you guys are to play um, a, a demo for Final Fantasy VII. I mean, I want to see what the uh, the gameplay is like before jumping in on uh, March 3rd. Uh, getting so, sorry, go ahead. So March. So if you are in the Vancouver, British Columbia area and you want to go to a launch party on February 27th for Final Fantasy seven remake, you can let me know. I bought a ticket. I can't go because I'm moving. We'll figure it out. <laughs> So yeah. let me know. Kupocon, the people in, in who run Kupocon are doing three different launch events. Uh, one in Vancouver um, on the 27th. On the 28th, they're going to be in uh, Toronto. Yep. And then uh, two days later, they're going to be in uh, London. London. Yeah. And Alex is not ready mentally for what's about to happen. And he's admitted that. He's like, this is going to be a long week. Yeah. But, you know, he's if anybody can do it, he can. Um, I don't know if you heard his interview on um, Etherite Radio recently. Alex Main? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, I hadn't. So go check out uh, um, Etherite Radio, Gamer Escapes Final Fantasy 14 podcast. Hashtag not a, not a sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I gave that a listen and it was actually a really good interview. Kind of talks about how he when he started it, he put it all on his personal credit card. And yes. he still does. Yes. But it makes up for itself. They, they're they non-prof, basically, but um, they do enough to keep it afloat. He even mentioned in Vancouver, he's like, this is the West Coast thing, I swear. People register for conventions a week before the convention, which yeah. is fine. You guys get to go. But for those of us that have to like budget for things and put in deposits for hotels and guests, it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Because everywhere else, Toronto, um, the two, they're the one in Australia, uh, the couple they've done in London, they're like, we sell out within hours. Vancouver, we still have tickets available day of. He's like, you guys need to sell us out or we can't keep coming back. So now Vancouver is sort of united as like, a, all right, we're buying every ticket and then just giving them to people so we can fill this thing to make sure it keeps coming back. Exactly. Support your local con, man. I mean, I mean, uh, um, uh, it's a trap. Yeah, perfect. Good job. <laughs> Got it in one. All right. So heaven's turn. Um, right after, uh, the Starlight Celebration ends at uh, 7 a.m. on uh, the 31st. We jump right into Heaven's Turn uh, at basically 7 a.m. until uh, sometime on January 14th. Um, this year's items are all Year of the Rat themed. So we get the cool Kabutos again, which is awesome. We get a little bit I've different style Kabuto this year. We do, and I'm actually okay with that because I think I have like the snake one looks really cool, and you're like, all right, the horse one just looks absurd, but it's funny. Yeah, the pig one is adorable, and it's like, okay, guys, how many of these are we gonna get? Because like, I don't know if I want nothing but this. 
This one looks just enough different that it's going to break it up, but we're still getting the Kabuto, so we're still getting the same, like, hey, it's where's your New Year's hat? It's like, right. it's like a samurai helmet meets Mickey Mouse ears. Yes, that's a very apt description of it. I mean, it, it basically is, so... <laughs> But uh, so we get that we get a firework that looks like uh, Advent mochi cakes. Uh, can we just say rip mochi fate? Hopefully, but we know we're going to think we're still going to do it. You know that. I hope we get it. I hope it doesn't make any sense. And it's just there because as uh, as I've mentioned before, if you ever want the out of party res achievement, you go there and you just watch all the sprouts die. Yeah. Holy crap, Rory did 3,000 A ranks. That's insane. Congratulations. Oh, also, hi, Rory. It was fun partying with you the other day. Sorry, I was distracted and kept dying. I ended up at a hunt train party. Rory was in my party. Nice. Completely random. I've had that happen. That's pretty cool when you get uh, partnered up with somebody you know. Yeah, and it's like, it's a Rory. We've gone treasure hunting before. We've crafted before. Like we've interacted enough in game that I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to play with this person whenever. Sometimes you go, oh, it's that person. I remember seeing them in Tamtara. I'm going to just not play this for a little while. I'm going to go back to World of Final Fantasy for a little bit. <laughs> There's a couple of tanks that I don't really enjoy healing for. <laughs> What's up, Primal Server? How you doing? I like turtles. Best turtles. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then uh, the other item is a housing item depicting a bumper crop of rice infested with mice. What are we going to do with that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not putting it in my... Here's my rice that is infested with rodentia. No. <laughs> I'm I mean, putting it, that in my house. It's kind of on point, but it's also kind of weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it kind of is. It's um, not bad weird. It's just weird. We may have somebody joining us here. Oh my. Oh my, indeed. They said is they kind of forgot. And yes, it is actually a Lala. And I think they're there. Hello. There he hey, is. Hey, it's a chili. A wild I chili what has time appeared. It was, if I'm honest. <laughs> time is an illusion. How have you been, friend? It has been many, many weeks since we have talked. It has been a while. Hello, everyone. Glad to have you here, Chili. Um, chili is going to join us for our last episode. He kind of just got spaced out. Oh yeah, but we love I him was anyway. Playing so. the Overwatch. <laughs> Are you uh, playing in yeah. the new uh, um any new characters or? I wanted the new Mercy skin because they've got an event going on for it. They do. If you sign in, I believe before tonight or something like that, you get five free uh, winter uh, loot boxes. Yeah, it's quite a bit. So yeah, I signed in and I got a, some loot boxes for that too. Had had to sign in. Played a game as Lucio. We won, of course. Cause Lucio is is the best. Is crazy good, yeah. But uh yeah. 
Um, so what, since you're here, Chili, and we didn't get a chance to talk with you about it, how was your holiday? Uh, my holiday was pretty good, actually. I got to see family, so that was nice. Always a positive. Well, hopefully. Yeah, it was. I haven't seen my... Because I've got a great nephew now, so... Uh, my niece had a kid this year, so I hadn't seen, them, hadn't seen my great nephew, really. So it was nice to see them. It was their first Christmas. Oh, wow. Those are special. Oh, wow. So it's very little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born like earlier this year, about summer this year, if I'm right, in July, I think. July, August time. I'm rubbish with birthdays, so. <laughs> You're trying. <laughs> that's that's good enough. If I look at the calendar, I'll know. But without looking at a calendar or something like that, I, I don't know. No, I hear you. I have a hard time remembering <laughs> what I did yesterday or what's going on, you know. A week ago, I remember. So. I remember my birthday because the couple of days before my birthday is literally my niece and my nephew. So, so okay, I know when mine is because I know when when theirs are. Okay, so apparently it's Susan Sprinkle and Flattis's fault for making chili late because they were playing Overwatch, but that's all right. Yes, Splatus, because I can't talk today. Yeah, that would be wild if you guys ended up playing together. That's my well. It was funny actually. We were playing the Yeti mode, the new Yeti mode, and oh, um, yeah. <laughs> even though we ended as a team. Oh my god! I'm just laughing at <laughs> now. Splatus is their couple name. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Even though we ended the mode as a team, the game put Susan on the opponent's team. Interesting. Even though we entered this group. Hmm. That's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> and there's a group. It's oh. literally the exact opposite of how that's supposed to work. So, okay. I can't sit no, down because the stars are bigger than I am. <laughs> but if I'm stood up, the stars are bigger than I am. <laughs> oh, God. They are really huge. Yeah. All right. Um,. So let's see. We talked about the remake. We talked about Heaven's Turn. Have you guys seen this Final Fantasy fourteen and Uniqlo collaboration that's going on over in Japan right now? Yes, and yes, I've I had it. several people be like, "Hey, man, you like fourteen? You're gonna be in Japan." And I was like, "I'm not mailing you shit from Uniqlo. That's not happening." But what I think is amazing is some of the uh, um, quotes that they're attributing to the characters. Like, Astinian apparently has been wearing heat tech for five years. Okay. According to sure uh, a quote, I will always wear heat tech under my armor. It has been almost five years. My comrade Amrek first recommended it to me. I used to be skeptical, but I still remember how surprised I was when I first wore it. Even if I jump high over Freezy Corthus, I don't get cold. Now I can't think of air combat without heat tech. Not sponsored. Hashtag not, not a sponsor. <laughs> but yeah, go, go to the website. Read some of these different uh, quotes that they're attributing. They're hilarious. It's definitely worth it for the quotes. The actual product itself. It's, it's yeah, your mileage may vary. I mean, it's your probably you know, a, like uh, Japan's version of uh, Under Armour. <laughs> I don't know. Sort of. Yeah. Keep you warm at night. 
Hey, Tack. Don't know. Uh, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I did like that though, so I'm gonna add shave and a haircut sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, to the list. <laughs> It's under resources and homework, by the way. I kind of figured. Because, yeah, the, my homework is to add more things to the sound board that we just created now. Precisely. Because we're, we're just trying things. Um, apologies if it's too over, but uh, we're having a good time. Hey, Chili, why don't you stand in front of the star between myself and Sarah so they can see you? Otherwise, you're kind of hiding behind the chat right now. Uh, okay, I'll, I will be the star. Yep, Chili is the star. Because if I stand behind the star, all they'll see is my top of my hat. So go there. If you could do it right, maybe you, your head could be the point on the star. That'd be kind of funny. Nah, I like this. <laughs> Maelstrom Radio just dropped in, says what's good. We I need Chili back for healing. <laughs> <laughs> Chili, who do you main as, a, uh, as your healer on Overwatch? Mercy. You Mercy? Okay. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm uh, um, definitely a lucio guy so I, I love the nobody's been healing though that's the that's the problem i actually like playing support in in overwatch it's it's, it's a lot we've more had fun. so many matches tonight where it's just me really yeah. hmm. maybe after the show i can jump in and help out overwatch builds are usually two healers right yeah yeah it's two 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 usually that's weird so that, that is very weird so anyway we should probably continue on before we get too far off topic. Klaus. You're welcome. Klaus. What? Have you met us? I am here. We start off topic and hope for the best. Yeah, I know. But, you know, with the new year, you know, we have some, some new things. And uh, <laughs> we know that's not going to last long. <laughs> no. Speaking of... I figured we would take this last uh, episode of, of 2019 and let's kind of look back at the, at the past year as well as look ahead to next year, you know, talk about some of the things that we are looking forward to things that we want to see and, and, and so on. So good segue, by the way, good segue. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, if you don't mind my starting one of my Go favorite moments from this past year has to be my first distant worlds concert. Now we had a meetup uh, beforehand with, and Nick Nar was there and Yelta from gathered together was there. And uh, we all uh, hung out. I had my red mage cosplay on and uh, then we went to the concert and it was better than I could have ever expected. If you've never been to a distant worlds concert and there's one nearby i strongly recommend getting tickets because it is amazing it's worth traveling to yep i like, mean even if it's not super nearby it is worth traveling a couple hours to it'd be a long time normally they have it in london here so it'd be a long travel for me yeah like but don't fly do but like if you could drive there in like three or four hours actually fly would be cheap yeah, oh, when, when you're when you're talking over in uh, England, Europe, train or flying is generally going to be cheaper than driving. No, bus I mean, is cheaper than all of them. 
Can you get but, a bus but, all the way from uh, from uh, um, Scarborough to London? Yeah, but it's eight hours. Yeah, I went from like South Seattle to Portland, which was like, including yeah. traffic, was about two and a half hours. We got there a little yeah. bit early, and it was absolutely worth it because they said that they weren't going to go back to Seattle. We were like, oh God, well, we want to go to Distant Worlds. And then, like, the next year they went back to Seattle. We're like, oh, well, all right. I mean, <laughs> I guess we didn't need yeah. to do that. I mean, I would be willing to drive to Chicago, and that's about an eight hour drive. No, I, I, went, I took the bus down to London for CoupoCon because I couldn't be bothered paying for the train because of the yeah. difference in price. Train is £140. Uh, bus is 30 Wow. Dude, yeah. that's a big... I was expecting like 100 to 140 not 30 to 140 Yeah, that's, that's, that's a super big shift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It's like 35 with tax. And okay. That train is like 140-something with tax. But I mean, the, the cool thing, <laughs> Distant Worlds isn't the only traveling concert uh, that they have. They also have their... Um, um, they're a new world Final Fantasy, which is kind of like a, a chamber concert. It's a lot mm-hmm. smaller orchestra, and I've seen them smaller. twice. Really, I've only seen them once. Yep they've they've been to St. Paul twice, and uh, I've been both times, and that is really good as well. So I mean, go check out uh, FF Distant Worlds and ffanewworld.com. And go to a Final Fantasy concert, you will not regret it. Yep. Even if you get a chance to see uh, um, Aeorzean Symphony, which is another one that's going on. Or, Was there talk about bringing the Primals over to North America at one point? If he did. has time. Yeah. Because the Primals is like, and then remove all of the people running 14 for a month. Well, like, at, at uh, least the, the you main. You sort of can't do that. You know, the, the main composer and the one of the main lore story writers. You know, that's yeah. That's a lot of uh, um, development uh, that would be touring instead of working. So, well, uh, I guess if they timed it around the fan fest. Maybe time it around fan fest and yeah. maybe patch 5.5 lull between yeah. expansions do it when well, they're just when they be heavy on their expansion won't they oh shit yeah uh, susan's saying that said, uh, they're going to be going to a near concert so they i mean they put on a number of different concerts for all of their ips so yeah. the near automata concert a friend of mine just got the email like lottery thing apparently she got in she oh, bought nice. she bought two tickets and then post on Twitter, she's like, so who wants the other ticket? Because I could buy a maximum of two and there oh, was wow. no way in hell I wasn't going to buy two. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I got a two hour flight to Tokyo. Let's chat. So like, who knows? But do they do everything uh, on lottery over in Japan? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much everything is done by lottery just because of the fact that there just frankly isn't space for everybody to do everything. And it has become the most effective form. So are you getting tickets to everybody? Are you going to work out a way to try and get into that lottery potentially? Oh, absolutely. For FanFest? Oh, ab- oh god, yeah. I'm already way ahead of you. Okay. Absolutely. So that could well, be cool. We may actually have it? somebody at FanFest Japan, NA, and e- EU. That could be cool. Oh shit, that'd be awesome. Right? Uh make sure you purchase a Japanese account then because chances are yeah. that'll be one of the ways to get in the lottery. Yeah, so if you can way create a new- ahead of you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you need a North American account to purchase North American tickets in Europe. So I'm just guessing that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, and I'll e- have a Japanese and an account. EU account for the EU ones. No, I've never been emailed about buying EU tickets ever. I have never been emailed. I've never, ever, ever gotten a FanFest email, ever. Same. I've never got one. So that's why, like, the first year, I was like, well, I'm in college, so I'm not going. The second year, I never got one. And the third year, I never got one. All my friends did. Yeah. Somebody I've forwarded got... me their email, and I died in queue and didn't get tickets. Uh, I get promotional emails, but I never get the actual FanFest ones. Hmm. Weird. Have, do you get the promotional ones, at least? Sometimes I find that I get the newsletter for 11 more and more frequently than the one for 14. Uh, go check, make sure you don't have promotions turned off, maybe in one of the settings. That could be one yeah, of the possible. Maybe. So, yeah. Check. Anyway. All right. Yeah. I'll get there somehow. Um, Someday. So, Talas, what was one of your um, favorite moments of last year? Or this, this you past year? You, of course, decided to ask this as I shove pizza in my face. Of course. <laughs> you know, it's called timing. Timing. <laughs> Filler. Or maybe we need. Filler? I hardly know her. Ah. Okay, we need a rim shot now, too. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> need one of those. <laughs> Plus, you could tell the best joke ever. Two drums and a cymbal fell off a cliff. One second. You don't need a soundboard for this part. Wow. Wow. I gift you comedy gold, and this is how you repay me? (laughs) That's reasonable. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Also, Haya. Thanks. Stuff is somewhat under control now. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Um, Talas, can you tell us where? Do you want me to go on to Sarah? Okay. Um, I think it means go to Sarah. Okay. I think we're going to Sarah. What was What's one up? of your uh, favorite moments of 2019? So I don't know if we've discussed it already, but uh, all the stuff with A Stage Reborn's production of A Midsummer Night's Dream and having them on the show to interview them. Uh, nope. That one hasn't been talked about yet. It's on all of our lists, though, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was a really great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Stage Reborn does some amazing work uh wanderer if you're listening to this at all uh we love you we love the stuff you're doing you are an inspiration to us uh and it was uh actually attending the show seeing all the people who go to effort to dress up to make it like a nice night out the actual stage craft some really clever stage effects uh fun stuff with the casting and with reworking of the script it was just a wonderful experience all around and then to have them on to talk about the entire we had Wander. I think we had uh, Emmy and Moose as well, and mm-hmm. we had someone else. I can't. Uh, Dexy. Uh, um, Dexy. Who, uh, yes. Yep. Pl- who played Oberon? Right. Who did nothing wrong? Getting a lot of the fun behind the scenes, learning a bit about the efforts they've been making to uh, develop the arts in FF14, about using it as this really wonderful medium for expression. It was just a moment that, if you had told us about it, oh, uh, like. 
I don't think we would have struggled to believe that it could have happened or we wanted like, how would that even work? And so seeing it all come together, it's like, this is something really unique and beautiful and amazing. Absolutely. If you want to go listen to that interview, it's episode 105. You can check that out at phoenixnradio.com or on uh, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. Gotta love those plugs, don't you? Woo! See, if you put them interspersed throughout the episode, people are more likely to hear them. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, Talas, now that you've eaten some pizza. <laughs> yes, sorry sorry about you. that, by the way. No, it was funny. And also, I tried to, like, I had swallowed the pizza and I was, like, trying to interject and you weren't responding. And I realized that I had muted my mic. So, whatever. That's on me, too. <laughs> you know, having the microphone working is a, is, is a good thing to have when you're doing a podcast. It works just fine if I'm not an idiot. So, things happen. All right. So one of my favorite episodes was actually episode 86. Uh, it was the like first podcast of 20, uh, 2019. Hmm. And it was the first episode that I was on. It was the episode where we talked about Flognard. And I'm terrible at making custard. And I ended up making scrambled eggs with apples mixed with flour and it was a complete and total disaster and i actually out of spite have not used that pan to make anything since because i was so mad at it still sounds delicious yes it was it's all the pan now that i now that i know how to make custard i was like oh okay cool that's how it's supposed to work and then i looked at it i'm like oh i didn't make this wrong this is just stupid so i was able to kind of learn and grow from that uh, for context for how long ago episode 86 was, our spoiler-free discussion of patch 4.5 was our discussion topic that week. Well, I mean, that makes sense, because that was, you know, we were, everybody was waiting for uh, Shadowbringers. You know, we had just gotten it uh, to see it at uh, NA FanFest, and uh, we were anxiously awaiting uh, Japanese FanFest, so... That was the podcast that we first heard about some dungeon that was apparently going to be the last one. It was called the Gimlet Dark, and we didn't know what that meant or what we were going to be doing in it. Mm. And we all remember how important the Gimlet Dark was, and it is hands down still one of my favorite dungeons in this entire game. So amazing set piece. It's a cool set piece. It's an amazing story. It's easy. Let's be real. I could solo <laughs> most of the bosses as a warrior in 4.x. Not a warrior in 5.x. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I could do that. Like, And it wasn't like at level. And it wasn't that hard. So it wasn't a particularly difficult dungeon. But it was fun. It was entertaining. It was different every time. And if you saved your LB2, that final boss was very different than if you didn't and you had to scramble for a DPS check in the middle of a dungeon crawl. You could also DPS it so fast that you'd screw up the mechanics as well. That was fun. <laughs> That's real fun. Because yeah, I, I, had had I had one run where, we, where you fight the two twins and one jumps off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like the AOE to hurt everyone, and then it switches. We killed her before she did that, but she still did the jump off to do it, even then she died. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good nice. i love i love doing older content now like going back and doing realm reborn unsynced and it you just break mechanics in half because nothing works right because we're not supposed to be at eye level 470 <laughs> i like, still need to go back 
Scala a bit for uh, Glamours. Let's I am looking it. forward to it. Ooh. I would say I grab mean, an anima, but I think you already have them all. No, I still got some I'm working on. Uh, Klaus, back to you. Actually, it's Chili's turn now, I think. Oh, snap. So, Chili. Uh, Chili, you came to class without any homework prepared. Good luck. <laughs> well, no, this was his idea, so he better have oh, something shit, okay. prepared. Uh, man, does it have to be an episode? No, it's just your favorite memory of of something that we, that uh, you, we did in Final Fantasy fourteen, Final yeah. Fantasy with the community, whatever. Yeah, well, the episodes uh, are useful to refer to, but they're not at all required. Exactly. Like, my well, first one was Distant Worlds, so... I have two things I... I... See, I kind of want to mention Stelesio Theater as well, but we already mm. mentioned the stage report. No, no, oh, no that's they're, allowed. they're separate. They're separate. Uh, I went to their Christmas Carol show, in, and it was incredible the way that they moved the sets while we were watching it. It was just really well done. In fact, I went twice. I went once as a VIP the first night and then popped in Sunday because I really enjoyed the show. That uh, sounds awesome. Moving I did not hear about sets? this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like um, they started off with like the, um, you know, um, the start of the Christmas Carol with Scrooge and that in like the office. Mm-hmm. And there was like fake walls at the back. So they they took that back and then behind that was like Scrooge's house. And then they, they they put the walls down at the front, and then they turned the office into like Tiny Tim's and that's house, and then they moved stuff to the back. Now that is next level. Like, so and they were like just, a, they were adjusting the housing layout and design uh, mid performance. Yep, as it was going on, uh-huh. and then there was, there was a break halfway where they completely rechanged everything, where they went to the graveyard scene, and that's where they. Oh my god, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, oh, that feels like one of those things that's so hard to pull off, but if you can do it, oh my god, that's memorable. Because please tell yeah. me that somebody has video of this. It should be on their YouTube channel, probably. Holy shit. Okay, I need to find this. I got it. I'm going to link it to the chat, because that sounds awesome. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, it... what can easily happen with uh, um, housing changes while people are in it is you can glitch out of furniture and stuff, correct? Yeah, but it was all done perfectly. I'm guessing they practiced a lot. Yeah, yeah. they did. Oh my god, it was incredible watching everything move around and... Well, not everything move around, but, you know, seeing the sets change. Yeah. It was just That's a really sweet. good showing. That's a good one. Oh, what was it called? What was the name of the... Uh... Stelazio, Stelazio Virtual Fit. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So while Talos looks that up, I suppose, then I can go into mine. And my next uh, favorite uh, moment involves our friend Chili. Uh, when we had a uh, So You Want to Be a Podcaster panel at Anime Detour. And that was quite an interesting time, wasn't it, Chili? Oh, yeah, I had a, it was crazy. I had a blast. But Thank you for inviting me again for that. It was a lot of fun to have you. It was just kind of funny because we had all those uh, hiccups with the on-site uh, um, networking not working quite right, and I couldn't get... Uh, the recording to go through like your audio wasn't popping through on it when I was recording. So it was just so weird, but thankfully you had a, a decent recording. Yeah, I did. And we it were, wasn't the best, but it was, like, it was usable. It was better than not, than having just one side of it. And, and you know, that would have yeah. been really awkward, but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. I'm actually 
uh, planning on doing it again this coming uh, con as well and adding a uh, an intermediate course if they accept that. So if we can get, we might be doing two panels this year at Anime Detour. So if you're in the uh, Minneapolis area um, beginning of April, I strongly suggest you get some tickets and uh, come join us. It's a lot of fun. Plus, it's a lot well, of... Well, it looks uh, like they haven't uploaded it to their YouTube channel. Which well, sucks. Well, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. Maybe if we talk to somebody really, really nice, they might know where we can get it. All right, so I believe Tal is... is are you, no, Sarah is up next. I, I just talked about AS... Okay, uh, other stuff. God, I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. It's all been going by so fast. It has been a really uh, fast year. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's... Just, I know that whenever I uh, get the chance to do a lore segment, I get a lot of really positive feedback from you guys. I had uh, several people linking me to when they were posting those Tales from the Shadows and just seeing how much people love to engage with the story, how much people love to use uh, the story created here to tell their own stories. As someone who's very into storytelling and how people use it to express and communicate ideas, that's just like a really fun and gratifying thing, seeing that, God, we're like seven years on now? Because like, not even uh, including 1.0, just A Realm Reborn, we're like at the six or seven year mark, and people are still really into the story of this game. August of 2013. Yeah, six. Yeah. So yeah, seeing how people continue to love that, continue to engage with it, it's something where you don't frequently see, especially a commercial MMORPG story that people grab onto and love this much where it's not just a few people having random internet arguments it feels like there's a really large community that cares about it and really gets into it and that's just something i really love to see every time some more question comes up where people start on some discussion about that because every time something comes up with lore we go well when was the first time we saw this and then we start talking about final fantasy 3 and then we start talking about Une and Doga, and then we start talking about Granatia, and then we start talking about raids, and then we start talking about Shadowbringers, and we're like, oh my god, how big is this game? And that's one thing that we talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of material that they can draw. Uh oh, did we lose him? Oh no! Oh, am I here? Can you hear me? There's a lot of material they can draw. Oh yeah, there's a lot of material they can draw from, and so that just ends up making it a really rich setting. Definitely, and the fact that they're taking things that came from 1.0 and linking it to current content, like the Asians and all those things that happened, it wasn't just something from a game that they decided, no, we're gonna throw this all out and start over. We're still holding on to that story. So realistically, we do have almost 10 years of content yeah. to draw from. I mean, just yeah. in terms of like some of the game mechanics systems, a lot of the uh, lingering issues and technical debt they have are because they wanted it, uh, 1.0 players to be able to transfer their characters over. Like they could have rebuilt a lot of stuff from scratch and had things that were a bit easier to work with. If they hadn't done that, if they just been, well, you guys get to start over. And the fact that they cared about uh, uh, us, like the fact that we had supported them and wanted to repay that, even when it made things harder for them, 
that's something that's really touching and kind of speaks to the care that this as well. Very nice. Uh, Talis, how about you? All right. So, uh, first and foremost, in the chat, Chili just linked uh, the video for uh, a Starlight Carol by Stellazio Virtual Theater. So, definitely check that out if you can. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Talis. Marvelous for having me there. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite things was actually going through Shadowbringers. Not just because it's hands down one of the best Final Fantasy games I've ever played. It's it was getting to go through it with everybody. Because when Stormblood came out, it was a little bit disjointed. We all felt kind of obligated to get a lot of things done, and it didn't feel like we were together as much. Uh, I missed the launch of Heavensward because college. and but this was the first time that I really got to interact with everyone. So all the people that I've gone treasure hunting with and all the people that I've gone hunt trains and anybody I've traded with, uh, you guys, everywhere I was going, so many character names were a different color because they were all friends. And instead of having to go through an entire expansion and an entire game on my own, it was an opportunity to go through with everyone. And when I played through Realm Reborn, I kind of played solo because I didn't really have the time to dedicate. And so everybody was running ahead of me and there was nobody to play with. And then when I went back to replay it, everybody had moved on and was, you know, working on Heavensward endgame content and they they weren't going to come back and do Realm Reborn with me. So I kind of had to do it solo. This was really the first expansion that I was had the time, had the mental fortitude, and had the gear, basically, to really keep up and do it with everybody. And it was one of those moments that really changes how you view an MMO. Because, sure, I played WoW, I guess. I played EVE a little bit. But I never really got attached to any of those. I could not tell you what my character's name was in Asheron's Call if I had to. I just, none of it was anything that was emotional there was no attachment there but for Shadowbringers, everywhere i looked i saw somebody i knew and everything i did i was doing that thing with somebody i was friends with in and out of game so playing through Shadowbringers this year really kind of solidified me as a fan of this game more than just the guy that goes to eorzea cafe on a whim six thousand miles away <laughs> Like more than the guy that decided to throw $300 on getting an actual warrior of light tattoo. It's, it was awesome to actually play with everybody, be on par with everybody that was going in and getting to theory craft. How the hell does warrior work in 5.0 in a party of eight warriors, all at max level, all with different gear trying to see stuff and testing through it. So Shadowbringers has been an absolute joy to play through. And that's definitely one of my favorite Final Fantasy memories this year. Yeah. I mean, Shadowbringers was probably is like the best Final Fantasy game. I will put it next to 
I will put it in my top five. And every day my top five is going to shift a little bit based on what I'm thinking about. But my top five definitely includes six, definitely includes four, definitely includes one. And like, I will put Shadowbringers as an expansion in there easily. Well, let's put it's probably the best Final Fantasy story this decade. I, well, yeah. This, this millennium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been amazing to see people like saying, oh, like, especially given that it used to be, oh, it's an MMO, having people say, this MMO is one of the finest mainline stories. That is not a reaction you used to see for MMOs. Well, especially when we talked about, oh, which Final Fantasies have you played? Oh, 1 through 12. Oh, you even played the MMO? Yeah, yeah. I got that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you played 11? Isn't that the online one? Didn't you have to do that? Did that cost money? Was that hard? Oh my god, did you shower? Like, you know, just like really <laughs> gross comments that it's always like, attribute wow, themselves that to fast. MMO players, let's be real. I'll be honest, I always felt 12 was just an MMO light. Yeah. There was a lot of it that was. And 12 has the added benefit of anybody that's ever studied machine learning can look at 12 and sees a very, very different game than anybody that has it. <laughs> it's a very, very cool process in 2001 that we made that. It's you still not good. Playing it. Yeah, it's still not good. It's just Star Wars, right? But like, it's fine. It was a good time to play through. Well, it's better Star Wars than the most recent Star Wars. Oh, God, can uh, we not go there? No, we're not doing that. Nope. <laughs> Watch Moving this potato on. out of a cannon. Moving Chili on. is cancelled. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Yay. it's Chili's turn, so rip. Sweet, I'm cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Chili being cancelled is one of his favorite memories of this year. No. <laughs> but seriously, uh, what's another moment that you had that really stands out for you? Uh, I went to KupoCon this year for the first time. I don't normally go to like fan conventions. It's normally FanFest or, you know what I mean by, yeah, smaller conventions. FanFest is a big official convention. Um, so I tried KupoCon for the first time and I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I'll go back again because it felt like it was mostly just buy art stuff. Then, uh, I don't know, at least at the London convention. But it was fun and I got to meet Rob Bond's voice actor. And he's mm. just as handsome in real life as he is in game. That's a fact. Nice. And they I even... Go oh, sorry, Cal. No, go for it, man. Uh, they even made a fake... Because he... everyone told him about yeah, the uh, Rob on Savage. Uh, <laughs> so, the Rob on the, so they made the Rob on Q at FanFest. At the KupaCon. Uh, nice. So everyone stood in front of the voice actor. And he was just looking away. <laughs> Yeah, he was yeah. just looking away, and everyone stood in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I will say KupoCon is definitely, if you're not doing the quest log, you're not going to have a good time. It's a very I interesting I did the quest event. log. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, from what I understand, it's definitely about interacting in that way with everybody, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they changed, also, they changed uh, for Generation 3, they changed it to where the hunts are a lot less chaotic, so that helped a lot. Yeah, I didn't find a single hunt. Oh, I didn't have a hard time because uh, my sister was the only Cindy. So we just hung out and waited and people came to us. It was great. Uh, Hunting done right. Yep. Come to us and then we kill you. I mean. Yay, S-Ranch. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Um, another one of mine would be the other uh, get together that we did this year, the Geek Out and Game On that we did with uh, uh, Yelta of uh, Gather Together. We went to Uptown in uh, Uptown Minneapolis. We had pizza and beer, and we played retro video games and had a hell of a good time. Um, strongly recommend if if anybody out there you know wants to hang out with you know like-minded people you don't have to just do it in the game you know some people like to get together and do some fun things like this so definitely look for uh communities that are doing things out of game and kind of building some friendships and things like that like i said it's hard to explain how much fun it really was without actually being there but nicknar was there and uh, we met a few other people um, Renari, a, a friend of the show who helped me with, uh, extra life this year. We met him at, uh, at the game on, um, thing that we did. So I'm looking forward to doing I, more stuff like this in the coming year. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know what you'd like to see. I had completely forgotten you did that, but I remember how much fun that sounded like. Like that was the time that I was like straight up looking at plane tickets. Like, can we hang out? That sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, if we could afford to do something like that out at uh, um, FanFest, I mean, we could definitely look into something like that once we figure out what venue we're looking at. Um, you know, yeah, we've got to wait until we get announced where it actually is. Yeah. Not when it is. Yeah, and we I can... still believe it's going to be 2021 for North America. Mm. You think so? Yeah. It's possible. It's our best guess. We don't really know at this point, so we're all just kind of guessing. Exactly. Yeah, the, the reason why I'm guessing is just because the fact that um, they've got the Olympics in 2021. Yeah, in, yeah, in 2020. 2020, yeah. and that's in the summer. Yeah. No, the, the Olympics are 2021, aren't they? No, nope, 2020. 2020. It's, huh? it's this coming summer. It's like yeah. seven months away. Tokyo so maybe summer, yeah, okay. 2020. It's going to be rough. So maybe it be, will be first then. Well, I don't know. Like I said, they listed Japan first, but that might yeah. just be because they listed it uh, just in a different order. I don't know. Yeah. Yep, everyone's trying to read the tea leaves. Exactly. Until they tell us in January, we're going to be speculating wildly, which is fun to do also. Um, but like I said, once we figure out what's going on for FanFest, you know, maybe we'll have to, you know, try and get together with Maelstrom Radio, with uh, Gather Together, with uh, She Heals I Tank, um, with these guys at uh, um, um, Moogle Go Around, maybe. <laughs> and, Moogle Go Around, Aetherite, yeah. Muse. And see if we want to put down. some Stay big... the route. <laughs> I don't know if Happy even knows who the hell we are. Happy remembers. I don't know if we want to know who Happy is at this point. Well, I will care. State of the realm. I. It's not my cup of tea, but I mean, yeah, I don't really. But the Happy remembered who I was when I saw him at LBR up the years ago. Oh, that's true. LBR did their like their last hurrah. Yep. Now we. Yeah, I got to host with Sly and Happy and Yelta and Ruby. At the very, very end. 
Yeah, right at the end. Of, Hello, everyone. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and it's fine. I stayed, about right. I stayed up Poor and watched well, that, which is crazy. Yeah. Hey, I stayed up and was there. Look, I got to go on to the LBR with a poop hat. I think I've won life. Yep. Chili is full of shit. Yeah, I am. We all know. Don't worry, I'm buying a better, bigger poop hat for next fan fest. I really hope you do. Nice. Because <laughs> the other I one's really falling apart. You. So, I've, I've got my Christmas poop apart, hat. Chili. I've got my Christmas apart. poop hat next to me as well. So, it's a collection of words that shouldn't exist. <laughs> well, we do have Mr. Hanky. Yes, but yeah. my Christmas poop hat is next to me. <laughs> should never be a sentence, or it should be everyone's sentences. Oh God, everything is bad. Why not have it on your Christmas tree, huh? You no. are technically correct. The best kind of correct. So on that segue, who's next? <laughs> I forgot who we're on. It was Klaus last, wasn't it? It was so. me last, so I suppose uh Sarah. Do you have another one you want to share? I'm trying to think. Uh I mean a lot of it is there's not necessarily been a specific event, just day-to-day -day chatting with all the different group uh the groups that make up this game. Uh lot with the folks from the crucible who mostly maintain their uh discord server as a chat thing so there's folks from maelstrom uh a lot of the lore mongers a lot of the folks at the phoenix down radio i've uh, been seeing a little bit more activity on the discord lately which has been really nice but yeah like for a lot of it it's not necessarily any one event just so much as kind of like those little day-to-day -day moments those are the ones that really stick in my mind and so it's hard to kind of describe, oh, this time when this happened, because it's, it doesn't quite work that way. Which is a little disappointing radio-wise, but that's what it's been. It's been like little moments snatched out of the day, uh, little bits adding up over the months, over the year. <sighs> but those are the ones that really add up. And yeah, they, they, they continue to build your excitement for this community, for this game. Yeah, they're the stuff that absolutely keep me going. They just don't necessarily make for as good radio. No, and, and Fair. that's fine, you know. Oh, yeah. I do not feel bad about it at all. I'm just pointing out the stuff that's happening here, while I love it, doesn't make for great radio. That's a little annoying. It's just like, what's your favorite part of Shadowbringers? Treasure hunting with my FC. What's your other favorite part? Going on hunt trains. What's your other favorite part? Standing around with 20 tanks in an abandoned hallway in some zone that we found with everybody slamming materia into gear and going out and killing stuff to see how many fell cleaves we could fire and doing okay. math in our heads. Like that's awesome. I could not tell you what day it was. I couldn't tell you where we were. I could not tell you the names of most of the people in that group, but I know that for about four hours we had a freaking blast. Yeah, and it's the it little weird. tiny things. That's what adds up. That's what makes this game fun. It is weird the moments that memory chooses to cast in bronze. Truth. Oh, I'm being all weirdly poetic again. I don't think I've been drinking. I'm drinking Monster, so who knows? I'm drinking water. And Rubicon. Excellent. Rubicon spring water. Also, yeah. Hydration I... Bot hasn't showed up in a while. Make sure y'all are drinking water. Yeah. Drink yeah, water, fuckers. We'll make Pinion Bot the new hydration bot. Excellent. Hydration bot didn't stay hydrated. No, he didn't stay oh, hydrated. Oh no. 
cautionary example. Or it was too hydrated. It realized that it should drink it because it's a robot. It floated away. <laughs> I'm in a very weird space. I have a pile of notes, uh, room temperature pizza, and I'm watching a friend of mine take a balls hard exam on the other side of his couch. I'm like, no, says if you don't know if you're drinking, you probably are. And that's the fact of life. Woo. Okay. All right. Talas, do you have another moment to talk about, or was that kind of your moment mixed in? No, I got one, actually. Go for it. Um, so originally, I got added to the show to do uh, the prep station segment where we were going to talk about food. In a weird blend of Talas opened a restaurant and got dumped and quit smoking and bought his dream car and has been planning to move to Japan since August. A lot of things happened this year, and I haven't done a whole lot of those food bits. But I was about I to say, if you're not smoking anymore, are you even allowed to be? I'm not allowed to be a chef. No, I need arm tattoos if I want to keep going. Uh, <laughs> of knives and whisks and, and, and the like? Knives. Um, I also kind of want to get a copycat of Babish's tattoo of the uh, Live, Laugh, Love banner over a rose, but his says soup, salad, and breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that. I don't care if it's a copycat. It's really funny. Just um, add unlimited on top. Just No, I just get like never ending pasta pass tattooed around my arm as a band. <laughs> anyway, uh, so looking through food, I've always loved the culinary and quest line. I liked the stuff that we got to learn during Stormblood, uh, the 72 or the 60 to 70 where you're learning about how to make that style of cuisine. Because let's be real, Stormblood is just straight learn about Asia. And it was it is a weeb look. expansion. It's a weeb it. expansion. And we get to go through, and I got to look at all of these things. I'm like, I've made that. I've eaten that. I've bought that. I saw that in a store. I was wondering what the heck this was. Because I've lived there and I've seen a lot of it. So that one kind of had a special, a special attachment for me. But getting to look through the culinary quests, getting to look through the crafting log, getting to get enough scripts to buy the book to get the next batch of recipes. Getting all that and then being able to look at it with the fresh eyes of how do I make this in the real world? And there's a whole bunch of people that have been doing this. There's a lot of people that have copycat cookbooks. There's a lemon drop on Twitter has done tons and tons and tons of food she's an actual food stylist and a chef in training and it's been so fun to look at food with a different set of eyes where i'm not only looking at a crafting log as a way to get exp and scripts or a way to get gill or a way to you know work the market board to my advantage instead i'm looking at it as that looks really good can i make that and one of my favorites that I got to look through uh, for doing research for the for an episode was Chenko stew, because I've had Chonko. Uh, as I mentioned in that episode, I got to go to a sumo tournament about five years ago, and a bunch of us that went all went out for Chonko stew at some hotel afterwards. And it was a lot of fun to kind of learn the history of Chonko, not only being in Japan on a tour, but also getting to research it 
on my own this year learning about how they fit something that's very much a real thing with its own history, hundreds of years of history, some of which has religious connotation. And then putting that into Final Fantasy 14 as some food that you give a crafter to make them a little bit better. It was really fun to do that kind of research. So that was, and I love doing research. So that was one of my favorite, favorite things that I've taken away from this year. Adding that to the show was, it was a really nice, um, it was a good addition for us. And, you know, having you jump in and, and cover, you know, some additional pieces of the game, it was a nice, you know, thing to bring in. So thank you for agreeing to join us on that and uh you know it's been a blast it's been so fun hanging out with you guys i just wish we could have done more food but Mm. who knows there is 2020 yeah i think there is an appetite for it if you'll pardon the term oh no that's perfect Woo! (laughs) i hate you klaus We were having a moment. Thank you, James Arnold Taylor, for ruining everything. Uh, (laughs) Can we take it away from him, please? Yes. No, no. That was the best. (laughs) That was the best. Note for soundboard stuff, a clip of uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriends, You Ruined Everything, You Stupid Bitch. Crazy ex-girlfriends. <laughs> anyway. Quote, you ruined... You Chilly. ruined everything, you stupid okay. Any bitch. Any other bits that you want to talk about? I want to talk Those... about my FC on Gilgamesh. Hit it. Uh, we had uh, quite a lot of events recently. Halloween, we had, thanks to uh, RVL from She Hells I Tank, the basement was turned into a spooky maze. Ooh. Uh, so and then we also had like a glamour competition as well, you know, a fashion show as well as the little spooky maze. And then for what? winter, we had something called Fish Guard, where we tried to make yes. enough money to buy an expensive fish. Oh, uh, Shin was talking about war- that Warden of the Seven Hues, right? Yeah, five million gill fish. Yep, and we did it. We made five million gill, and we got a rainbow fish in our house. Yep, so, it is the gayest fish in the log, and it's now in our front. It's now at the front of our house, so as soon as you walk in, you can see it. Um, and then we did a hide-and-seek event recently as well, just before Christmas, where um, some of the uh, FC officers were hidden around um, Lowen and Oscar, and you had to find them with clues. Nice. Me being me, I found everyone in reverse. <laughs> because I, I couldn't work out the clues, and I just ran around giving people wine. I kept going up to people that I knew were the FC and give them bottles of wine. It was great. So explain how the maze works. They used like, well, it was uh, it's hard to describe. They um, just put like false walls and then like spooky things, like references. Like they had a bathtub <laughs> with, yeah, a bathtub with someone in it. Yeah, reference the yeah the that Screen movie and stuff. Yeah. And... Okay. And there was um, a hallway with two little lalafels that looked the same. <laughs> Come the play with so us. Good. <laughs> Oh, that'd be good. There's a clown with a red balloon. We all float down yeah. here. <laughs> so, yeah, there was loads of... That was the Halloween. This is the second time we've done the Halloween event. It's fun. I do recommend if you're on AFA uh, around Halloween, come check out the FC for it because it's quite fun. It's always done, designed by Arvi from Shields I Tank. So, 
And yeah, I love you too, Susan. Yeah, the maze was off. Yeah, Harvey put a lot of work into it. Yeah, there's loads of horror movie references. Most of them I didn't get because I don't watch horror movies, but I, I knew some of them. I knew some of them. I love horror films, so that would have been a blast. Yeah. I still just like the name Fishguard. Yeah, Fishguard. Like, right there. So yeah, I want to shout to my FC for the fun events they did. I'm looking forward to the. Uh, I'm looking forward to Chili Day 2020. Ooh. It's already been announced. It's right. where they forced me to learn how to fly because I have no flying on any character. Wait, what? Yeah, he doesn't finish. <laughs> what <that>. the hell? <laughs> I mean, I tend to take a while, but even I have that for most of the zones. I still don't have Stormblood. Damn. What the shit? <laughs> Do you have Heaven's Word? Only because you're forced to. What the shit? <laughs> I mean, I understand to a certain degree, but even I got there eventually. Look, okay, one second, let me check. I know I've got a couple on this character. People call me a little racist because of the ones I've got, but one second. Okay, I've got... Corfoot? No, that's this. I've got Ruby C, Yanksha, Azim Step. That's that's all the flying I've got for that. So and then, you can you can fly in Othard, but not in Girabania. Yeah, stupid Girabania. That's I, so bizarre. I can't fly anywhere in Shadowbringers. All I need is one quest in Lakeland, and I can fly there. And you're avoiding it on purpose. No, I've never found it. <laughs> one day I'll find that one quest, and I might. Isn't it usually flying. marked clearly on the map? Yes. There's nothing on my map. There are literally no quests in Lakeland. So one day Ooh. I might unlock it, maybe. Oh, maybe I know what it glitched. is. I know. Now I know what it is. It's one that turns in there because the NPC moves, but you pick it up somewhere else. Hmm, so maybe I'll, I'll unlock it when the next expansion comes out. Maybe. Probably not. Or the resets but chilly all day, your... I have to unlock Fly on Gilgamesh because of it. No, well, it resets all your quest completion flags when it adds new quests to zones. Like, they added a quest to Mordona in 5.15. Mordonuts. I got stared at. Hang on. Uh-oh. Someone said it's in the Crystarium. Okay. All right. Yeah, it might start in the Crystarium, and then you have to finish it somewhere else. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, well, that was one of my big things. The my FC with shields, I tank, and Maelstrom Radio. No, it's definitely good to have a, a good group of people to play the game with. It makes of course everyone else in the FC is not just those people, but everyone that's in there. No, like, it's well, just those yeah. people. Those are the only ones you can talk about. <laughs> just kidding. <sighs> Flightless uh, potato. All right. Now, another thing that I wanted to talk about was a uh, another. Um, fundraising efforts done by um, uh, our friends uh, Score for a Cause when we did the, oh, yes, the, the Blitzball, Blitzball tournament. tournament. Oh, that was awesome! Um, I did see a message go through the uh, Discord that they're already working on next year's. Good. Like, new that, teams that coming in. and uh, So, I mean, they're, they're ramping up to get ready to do that again this year. So, um, it was a lot of fun raising funds for that. Um, go, uh, Kugane Koban Crushers, of course. Naturally. But, uh, you know, 
going through that, um, hanging out with them out on uh, um, on Balmung. Yes, Balmung. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite character, Sausage McContent. That's the name of my character on Balmung. Sausage McContent? Yeah, Sausage McContent. Look, he has a very respectable business. He sells meat. <laughs> I'm Everyone not... loves sausage with content meat. No. Even Susan lined up for sausage with content. No. Well, at least it's not sh- uh, Mr. Schweddy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure what to do with Realistically, you. not just them, but you know all of the content creators that uh, raise funds for Extra Life as well. There's a lot of really am- uh, amazing people out there that are trying to use this game and the good that it brings to uh, help others too. So, you know, like we, we this is our third year doing extra life. Uh, we've raised over, what is it now? It's over $1,600. So, I mean, that's pretty darn amazing. I think um, with, with your help, we were able to help a whole bunch of kids and we're going to keep doing that too. So make sure to look forward to uh, next year's uh, extra life fundraiser. Um, we're going to, Try and do bigger and better things and and make sure to do more fundraising for the kids. It's so much fun to do these uh, charity things, isn't it, guys? It's awesome. I just hope Extra Life is, uh, was it PayPal or something? Got like DDoS that day and it was just a nightmare yeah. to make donations. Ugh. It was the, uh, um, yeah, the, don- the donation site that they use for it got hit pretty hard. But they still raised uh, a lot of money. Over $10 million, I believe. I ha- That's I nothing to sneeze at. I haven't seen the latest numbers. I can actually go out there. I mean, what? RPG Limit Break hits like two or three in like a week. But they're running a week. We're running Extra Life all year, technically. But really, it's that one weekend for the most part. It's two days. It's a lot. Trying to find the news to see how much was raised for Extra Life this year. A crap load. A lot <laughs> of money. A crap load. Well, Rooster Teeth the themselves enough. raised over 1.2 million. Dang. Damn. I mean, they go all in. Didn't they buy Screw Attack like two years ago? So they added all their gaming stuff as well. Did they buy Screw Attack? I don't know. I think so. I don't remember. I know my buddy worked for Screw Attack, and now he works for Rooster Teeth, and he had to move from Dallas to Austin. At least it's not so. a huge move. <laughs> no, it wasn't too bad, but, like, Screw Attack got bought. And he was like, uh, that's cool. I just had a, my wife just had a baby. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. You coming to Austin or not? And he's like, shit. All right. <laughs> so he did. But it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can't find the numbers right now, but it was a lot. Um, a non-small amount, an amount of numbers that are bigger than we'll ever own. Side <laughs> <laughs> sire. All right. So yeah, that's any- one of the last ones that I had. Who else has uh, something they want to share from 2019 before we look forward to 2020? Okay, I found a number. Um, sorry to interrupt, but uh, no, perfect. From uh, about a week and a half ago. 14 million. 
Damn. That's a lot of money. 14 million raised thus far in 2019. So you can buy a lot of tacos with that. So, I mean, so the, yeah, go ahead. The top number is um, Rooster Tea followed by Magic the Gathering. And then it is drops it? down a lot. Yeah. It goes yeah. 700,000, 700,000 to 203,000. Wizards is pretty big, so I can believe it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how, how much it drops between, you know, first and second to third. Yeah. And if you haven't yet donated and still want to, there are still a couple of days left where you can donate to uh, our extra life if you want. I'll put the link up on the chat. Say, can you link that? It hasn't really begun. It's just about over, but uh, still, if you have uh, a few bucks to throw to the kids, they would definitely appreciate that. And your donation is tax deductible. It's true. So. And you can just click get a digital receipt and it'll give you a donation receipt for anybody that's gathering all that stuff this week. Anybody else have something they want to talk about? I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of awash with New Year's thoughts. So speaking of New Year's, in 2020, what are you guys looking forward to? 5.3. <laughs> everything that comes between now and then um, uh, I'm looking forward to like I presume we're going to get the next fan fest if not in 2020 like pretty damn close to the end yeah. of it yeah I, I would throw fan fest in with next year basically yeah there's like all the yeah. planning and preparation oh, absolutely. Uh, I have been repeatedly discussing with lots of different people all the different things I'm going to cook for them yay yeah, trying to figure out. I mean, am I going to get a hotel room? Are we going to, you know, try and get a B and B Airbnb? Um, Do I get to sleep in the closet again? No, Chili, you're not sleeping in the closet. I mean, I slept in the closet last time. If I get a hotel, <laughs> I'm likely to get one that has a kitchenette in it. So, sleeping in a closet indicates you're not Harry Potter, Chili. Oh, but they gave me a sock and I was free. <laughs> Uh, I actually was uh, house sitting for house sitting slash living with a friend when I was pseudo homeless a couple years ago. And on the last day that I was here, when I was finally moving out to my own place, she actually gave me a pair of socks. Oh, yeah, so that I was so that I was free. I wasn't supposed. To, I wasn't going to be there. It wasn't. It was because of the shields I tend that I got there. Yeah, and Susan confirmed I slept in the closet at fan fest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they put a little. Um, because the closet was quite big, they put like an air mattress in the closet for me to sleep in. Chili is a real life Lalafell. <laughs> uh, I, I have say, I've seen got... pictures of you. You're like five foot four. You're like yeah. very tiny. That's quite tall, okay? <laughs> no, it's not! <laughs> for a race of munchkins, maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, all right. That's so why fa- when I'm at FanFest, I look for the tallest people and just stay by them. <laughs> that's why you hang me. out. It's why you hung out with us a lot. <laughs> You're just going to have like one of those big soccer goal flags sticking out of your back pocket the whole time. Be like, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> they will protect me. They are taller. Chili will just look for my red mage hat and follow that. The almighty tallest. <laughs> so FanFest, definitely looking forward to that. What else are we looking forward to, guys? Seven-year anniversary. 
seven years of Final Fantasy fourteen A Realm Reborn, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got the whole the 1.0 shenanigans, but... Yeah, ten years of 1.0. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy how long... I mean, it's crazy how long most MMOs last. But then you look at some, and you're like, oh, you were dead in two years, or you're gone now. Or you look at things like PSO2 that you're like, the first three expansions of your game, you straight up removed. So people don't even play them anymore because the content was so janky. They just didn't bother to keep it. 14. You still have to go fight La Habrea. You still, if you want that weapon, you still have to find people to go fight this Chimera with you. For now. You, yeah, for now. Like, you still have to go deal with the thousand year dragon song war. You still have to go get Gobby cheese. You have you to go do? clean the docks of poop. <laughs> You have to go to the other side of the city to talk to a person to run all the way back to the first side of the city and talk to a person. But like we've been doing this for people orgasm, some crafting really good food. It's not food wars, but seven years. You must pray return to the waking sands. Uh, I am going. I'm actually was not mad at the at the ending scene there. (laughs) <laughs> where when Infilia disappeared mysteriously, spoiler alert. I was not upset at all. I did like the fact that there was a fate named Pray to the Waking Sands. Yeah, the the, the other way in a just the area outside. Oh god, I'm really bad with area names. Uh, not late then, not close. Yeah, Armorang. There's a fate named after the Waking Sands there that spawns near the crystal. Pray destroy the Waking Sands. Yeah. I found out Please. recently there is an actual legitimate lore for it that's existed since that time. Uh, link shell communications are not secure. They can be intercepted and jammed. Hmm. They just want to see us. I mean, I get that, but also... Limsa Arcanist Guild boat to Waking Sands. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Nars got it right. That's actually kind of the hot trick that not yeah. everybody did. It's whenever I, I see Sprouts and I'm like, you're new, new. You don't know anybody. You're not an alt. Okay. First thing we need to get you to do is unlock the gold saucer. And that's where you're setting your home point to so that you can just airship from there because it's cheaper than teleporting. Yep. Like it's that's that's the hot trick, Nick Narf. Also, you can out. start getting on get you can get started on some sexy glamour. Yeah, because yeah, they, like, they've also made that quest easier as well. Because I remember when it was annoying because you had to um, you had to be level fifty. Not just that, but I'm talking about the dying quest where you had to get an orange juice, but you never knew that, and it was in the town. So you had to run all the way back to the town to get the orange juice to run all the way back. Yep. Now you don't have stupid. to do that. Yeah, now there's like some random side quest that gives you a stack of orange juice. Yeah. And you can, like, you can buy it in, you can buy it right there too, can't you? No, you can't. Only no. it was sold in older. Well, it yeah. was actually sold in the coffin and coffer. But I thought they Point they they also put it um actually in uh, um They did the play it wrong, but now. when it first came out, no. Yeah. Um it took about a year before they added it to that. 
What else are we looking forward to next year? Uh, I was thinking of something, and now I've forgotten it. I wanted to say Gunbreaker balancing to make it relevant, but that feels a little bit rude. I like Gunbreaker. I like it, too. It's not balanced, though. Yeah. I'm still in the process of leveling it. It uh, game this balance discussion for later, though. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I mean, I'm curious what there is about it. We have four tanks, and it's we're in that weird spot in the expansion where everybody thinks whatever tank they leveled first is the best, and it's like no, it actually all of us are pretty valid at this point. We're not completely homogenized to where it doesn't matter, but. Mm. There's definitely pluses and minuses for everybody. And that's what you uh, really want, though. You want to have subtle differences um, that make the, the jobs feel slightly different, even if they are you know, producing similar outputs in damage and uh, mitigation. And yeah. uh, You want everyone to be kind of the same, just because that way you don't want people to be put off using them in raids. Yeah, you yeah. want variations on that theme. Yeah. So. I had to explain to a friend of mine the difference between scholar and white mage and the difference between paladin and warrior like we're talking like 2.0 era discussion basically like here's how mitigation works here's how a lot of healing or a crap load of hp works it's like here's why you want to have scholars do this type of stuff and white mages do this type of stuff and here's why you want a warrior here and a paladin here and they're like what about gunbreaker dark knight and i'm like sit down we're gonna be here for a while because we're getting uh astro in here as well like it there's healer tank combos that are more efficient than other healer tank combos but only ever so slightly i we cleared our savage with um a dark knight and a paladin if i'm brightly and we've got an astro and a, a white mage yep well, that's so. actually one of the best combos right now. If you're doing two and two. But like I said, you know, content can be cleared with just about any combination of jobs. Yeah, if I can clear, anyone can clear. I don't because know about I'm... that. Are you still yeah. bad? Are you still bad monking where you're not doing positionals? Why, why would I need to do positionals? I've got so many abilities to get rid of positionals now. Oh, God, it's so bad. I was like, true north is just so good. True North and Riddle of Earth. Riddle of Earth yeah. means you've got 30 seconds with no positional. Yeah. I I have mine just stacked up. I'm like, I can stand anywhere. Yeah. All right. It's non, handy. Non-14 related. I mean, are you guys looking forward to Final Fantasy VII? Uh, can I? I've got one about 14 before we switch. Okay. Yeah, okay. Watch is coming back. Not looking Woo! forward. Not looking forward. Bye. All right, Chili, thanks for coming into the show. We appreciate you, man. We look forward to seeing you next time. And Uh, ban. Dude, (laughs) can you not tell blatant lies on air? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, four new weapons. I am am wondering how they're planning to handle that. Because we're getting a gunbreaker, dancer. Red mage uh, and samurai. Yeah, weapons. And I think we get minions as well, aren't we? To get yeah. Weapons. Four new uh, minions, four new weapons. Uh, Supposedly the mount's going to be easier to get, though, as well, they've said. So, well, that doesn't do a lot of good for those of us who got it on two characters. 
Well, I have it on two characters, but I want it on my third character now. So same, actually. Well, I should say, Tilly, are we broken inside? We are a little bit. That's why we we're so good together. Yay! Yay! Uh, I have done exactly zero yokai watch. Well, this is an opportunity to fix that. No, yeah. I'm good actually. I actually no, I I I did more than zero. I did get the uh, the watch, and it was in key items until they patched it to where I could discard it. Boo! Be uh, proud of your watch. Nick Dar is looking forward to the PAX East fan event for Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, that'd be cool, because they've got... Did they say there's big announcements for XI in 2020? Yep, they're closing it down. Probably. Well, no, I heard new expansion more than anything. No, they, they're not going to do any more expansions, dude. They already announced that years ago, unless they're changing it. But they may have some announcement for the, the mobile game. What mobile game? They've, there's been a mobile game in development for a while, actually. What mobile game? Yeah. What? They didn't cancel it, did they? Not no, but they have been. T- I... There was like a refresh of the trademark uh, some of this year, where there was some pit- new pictures and stuff. But I, I mean, I'm still waiting on 13 versus. I'm kidding, but like, it's well, sometimes good for takes... you. We've got a game for you. It's called 15. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, here's the trap. You have to play 15 now. Hey, I loved 15. 15 was great. The company that is working on it is always tight-lipped development. Anyway, I am actually looking forward. I would hope that 11 got kind of a revitalization before it shuts down. Because at this point, like, if you haven't played 11, it's real hard. It's a, It did not age well. It's real hard to play. Yeah, I tried a couple times, but the interface alone just kind of drives me off. I played the crap out of Quake, so when I was playing PC stuff, so like I really was used to using the 10 key to do a lot of things. Without that background, 11 would have been unplayable. I actually found more joy playing it on PS2, but dial-up. Not ideal. But it was possible. I beta-tested it on PS2 on dial-up. Yeah. I played the crap out of it. It was fun, but we never got on PS2. Yeah. Oh yeah. The you, European yeah, version difference. got cancelled. Well, because we'll we never got the hard drive. So yeah. yeah. Well, eleven might do something. Um, seven is coming out. The voice cast is outstanding. The trailers are just bone chillingly good. I'm very very. Yeah, I really. I'm anxious for March 3rd. And there should be a demo very soon. Yep, we talked about that leak that uh, that was found. I really hope it's my connection and not you guys, because I'm hearing some robot voices. I am getting a lot of roboting, too. I yep. am also hearing roboting. Yeah, it looks like Discord is having some issues right now. Give me two seconds, I'm going to try and switch servers. Beep boop. Beep boop. This is part of the show. Everyone do the robot. Everyone do, 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 do the do. robot. Server settings. Give me a second. We're changing to west. Hi. There. Ooh, hot. There we go. Yeah. I do the robot. I'm not on. Uh, All right. Machinist. That looks better. Switch servers. Everything went green. If you, you are attempt, if you are attempting to do the robot, they may take away your machinist crystal. I mean, what you are they going to do? That's not like what the train. robot is that for. I have train. a gun. That is. I have also- a knife. 
No. <laughs> right, hang on. Open episode 111 notes. I like turtles. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need the a knife thingy. What you got there? A knife. Oh, there's a there's a really delightful comic someone did with Ranjit and Reen. Reen is running alongside Thancred and holding up her knives. Uh, I, I, I've been loving. I've been doing all the Blue Mage content recently. Uh, I've done. I'm done. What is it? Forty-three out of sixty-two of the dungeons and trials now. I've done two of them, but I went from level nine to level fifty-seven in about forty minutes. And I love just running up to enemies with the knife and just stabbing them. I went from twenty-two to thirty in about a couple days, so I guess I could be doing this faster. Oh well, so, yeah, I went from what fifty-one you... to sixty in about an hour and a half. You need throw fish. I don't care what the actual spell is called. You throw a fish. I've got it. Yeah, it's an instant cast. So you just grab your buddy that's a that's a healer, specifically so, white mage, and they just go around and they put a regen on you. You throw a fish, whatever thing it is. As soon as regen ticks, it goes to the healer that's not in your party. Right, but I mean, it sounds like I need throw fish and a high level healer friend who's born. Yeah. You need an eighty healer. Um, I mean, you can do it with an eighty anything, but. White Mage is definitely the easiest, and when shit goes wrong, it's nice to have somebody with res. Have you guys talked about? Well, have you guys talked about how cool Blue Mage is now? Mm, we haven't really talked um, much about it because none of us have really jumped into the fifty to sixty bit of it yet. Well, no. tip, once you get uh, mimicry, the game it just becomes a lot more fun because you can go up to people and basically take their like get bonuses from them. Like I'll just use it on Sarah right here. Woo. There we go. Yeah, you can use mimicry, and somebody has done like, okay, yeah. here's how you tank as a blue mage. Here's how you range DPS as a blue mage. Here's how you yeah. heal as a blue mage. Yeah, I've set my character to be a full healer. It's yeah. fun. And uh, you have like, I did. I did see the screenshots where someone uh, used. I think it was in the Void Arc where they used uh, blue mages to self destruct for like three hundred thousand damage. Yes, and it's like this is why it's a limited job, people. Yes. Also, uh, for the other trash mobs in um, the Void Dark and stuff like that, level five death works on them. Yep. So you can just run up to all the <laughs> trash and just insta kill them, and then run to the boss. I love this game. They knew that they didn't have to, yeah. so they just didn't bother balancing it. Blue Mage is limited for a good reason, though. Also, the weapon still has one damage. Woo! Yeah. I'm okay with that. But it does have two materia slots. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Too bad int materia aren't a thing anymore. No. No, unfortunately. And like spell speed doesn't do a ton. But it's pretty good. Beastmaster when. Got... Beastmaster when. Honestly, with mimicry as is. Uh, Beastmaster soon. Yeah. Uh, also, if you've got the um, allied seals, once you get to blue mage to six, you can get a cute minion. Cute justice. Cute, cute justice. justice. Yep, cute justice. Cute justice is adorable. There's a reason it's, it's called cute justice. It's so good. I'm gonna get out. All right. So I think we can go and put a pin on that. Uh, there's a lot mm -hmm. of things that are coming up in 2020. You know, we didn't talk about very many of them, but there's so much stuff to do. 
not only in Final Fantasy fourteen, but in the Final Fantasy universe in general. So please look forward to it. Please look forward to it. Talis. Please look forward to it. Yes. You have one last uh, prep station for us this year, don't you? I do. So this is our final prep station of the year, uh, which is also like our fourth prep station of the year. So again, Yay. we're going to try to do a few more next year. Uh, we were talking about some of the seasonal events, uh, not specifically for Heaven's Turn, the actual uh, New Year's event, but for the Starlight Celebration, the effectively holiday event. And the last few years, we've had some pretty cool looking Starlight event items like the Starlight Cake or the Starlight Roll Cake or the Starlight Donuts, <clears throat> Starlight Donuts. We've had a lot of really cute ones. Mm, donuts. I was looking specifically at the cakes. Um, yeah. A couple years it's... ago, we had. Oh, go ahead. It is a pity that they like a lot of them. I think they have it as something you can buy instead of uh, something craftable. I think uh, for a couple reasons having like seasonal crafting greens led to weird market stuff and it became a cash shop item that they could sell but it is a little bit of a pity that you can't get some of them as easily as others no but the starlight cake is a round cake it's made with white frosting it's topped with rollin berries which look remarkably like real world strawberries and it's made with sweet cream sunset wheat flour smooth butter and apkalu eggs so it's a pretty straightforward cake recipe uh obviously an actual cake recipe is going to have things like a very small pinch of salt a leavener like baking powder or baking soda it's going to have sugar but for the most part it hits kind of enough of the beats in that little six item max recipe list for how to make one the actual icon is a round white cake and it has whipped uh whipped frosting toppings on each slice that would have a roll and berry on top the one that you can't uh, or the one from this year is a starlight roll cake. It's a rolled sponge cake filled with cream and topped with a roll and berry cut into slices. Oh, it looks totally like a Swiss roll. I love those things. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Swiss roll and a um, like a cake Napoleon is like an old school Japanese cake. It's a layer cake. It has cream and strawberries in it. They're really good. And it looks somewhere in the midst of trying to do both of those things, but in a more holiday sense. But for anybody that's done holiday cake making and holiday dessert making, you may have tracked down something called a bouche de Noel. It looks like a log on purpose. It is chocolate uh, flavored. And we actually had one in 1.0. It's an item that is occasionally purchasable. It is called the Starlight Log. It's designed to look like an actual piece of wood. It's made with chocolate frosting and has like a powdered sugar dusting. So that it looked like it's been snowed on. There has been a lot of ways to make one. And the one that I found actually worked really well for my friends and I just a few weeks ago is the one that comes from allrecipes.com from Chef John. Uh, He makes kind of an interesting design for his. He decided to cut part of his off and put it onto the side so it ends up looking like an actual log with a branch that's coming out of it that's been cut off of the tree. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've seen a couple like that. Like, it, You have to be a little careful about your cut, but if you do it right, it makes it look a lot more like an actual branch. It's really nice. It's, it's very true, and you want it to look like a branch. So when you put that chocolate ganache over the top, you can let it cool just a little bit, 
and then grab a paring knife and run it along the rim. So just from end to end, all the way down so that you make it look kind of like bark. And then as it's beginning to set and there's just a little bit of moisture left, that's when you go in with your fine mesh sifter with the powdered sugar over it. The snow will stick to it a little bit differently. If you're going to do a chocolate Yule log, a.k.a. Bouche de Noel, that recipe list looks something like butter, cocoa powder, flour, salt, eggs, sugar, and vanilla. So if we look back at the starlight cake, we're seeing pretty similar. We're seeing the butter. We're seeing the flour. We're seeing the eggs. This particular starlight cake has the garnish piece included, and it has sweet cream for the rest of your liquid. This is using a lot less liquid, but it's using vanilla. It's using five eggs. The recipe that I just posted onto the chat. And it's a pretty big thing. Though I wonder if the sweet cream is more used for the frosting than anything. Probably. Uh, So once you have your actual cake done, it is going to stick to literally everything. So it is one of those things that if you are making it in the real world, you will want to line your pan with parchment paper so that you can pull that cake out in one solid piece and still roll it. You will want to cover a very clean kitchen towel or plastic wrap with a diabetes level of powdered sugar because I cannot stress enough, it will stick to literally everything. So after you've got that powdered sugar on it, that's when you can top it with a little bit of your buttercream frosting standard buttercream room temperature butter powdered sugar and if you want to get fancy like chef john does in his you put in the cocoa powder coffee liqueur and he uses a bit of mascarpone as well if you're not interested in the cream cheese style you don't have to but a little bit of coffee liqueur does help or some kind of a little bit of a flavoring agent just to give that big dense piece of frosting something else to work on Put that inside nice and thin, roll it up as tight as you can get it, and then wrap it in plastic. Wrap it in plastic enough and then twist the ends in opposite sides. So with your right hand, you're going clockwise. With your left hand, you're going counterclockwise. And twist it and twist it and twist it till it's really tight and one solid piece. Then put it in your fridge. Let it set up. You'll have a lot better results and you'll get a lot cleaner cut if you're going for the presentation he goes for. After all, if you're going to make a recipe... It is up to you. You get to pick your flavors. Obviously, chocolate, if you want it to look like a log. If you want to do a white bark tree and figure out how to make a vanilla one, please, please, please let me know. After all, you are the good King Mooglemog of your cake-based log. And just like a sink roulette, mechanics matter. So take your time and make sure it looks as good as it tastes. Oh, man, like white with maybe like a little bit of... You could like do a birch effect. Yeah, I was going to say that. And now I've sent you all down rabbit holes. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I especially for doing like a style of meringue mushroom that looks a lot like the mushrooms you would find. And I read, I read that article and it's accurate. Like, there's no button mushrooms growing on a tree. That's dumb. But the little like the mushrooms that they had, those looked really cool. Yeah. It's like, a, especially if you're doing the Bush de Noel, that is all about the presentation. Like, you want to make it look like a log. So, like, a lot of those little finicky touches, it seems like that's the time for them. But what Absolutely. if I want to make it look like Mario Mushrooms? Do Here it. the chef. This is your thing. Do it. It's fun. 
<laughs> don't use marzipan. Nobody likes it as much as we say we do. <laughs> I mean, I do really like it, but even then, there are limits. There's there's a limit. There's also a certain point where you're like, this is very pretty to also, look at. The actual cake yes. is a different part of this dessert. Fondant is the cheater's way. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, Great British Baking Show. <sighs> it really hasn't been the same since Mel and Sue left. No, definitely not. <sighs> See, it wasn't Bon Appetit this time. <laughs> yeah, it was everybody else instead. Yeah, there's a lot of great re resources to draw from here. Uh, Maddie Matheson will be the reference in the next episode if anybody's keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you, Talas, for uh, giving us a nice little holiday send off to the uh, to to the uh, episode here. Make everybody really hungry, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we've been hungry since this episode started, dude. I am very hungry, but it's 4 a.m. Yeah, I mean, let's say we talked yeah. about lamb and, and... I'm going to be stopping by the kitchen after this. I don't uh, have to. My awesome uh, couch study friend has brought chocolate to the table. Nice. Ooh. I got some chocolates or, from a friend in America. And I mean... tea. Nice! <laughs> anyway... We actually got a comment this week from our friend Kinzoku Ryu on the website. Uh, they said, I wrote a suggestion for Final Fantasy fourteen once, but you mentioned FC rank increased. What if they add an FC housing instance zone for large FCs uh, with like 40 plus active members or whatever? Have its own community housing district as well as a community garden for your FC. Maybe a large customizable playground to replace yards. Just a thought. I think that would be awesome. And I kind of like that. Like, having some more options for housing stuff, the way it's been done, ever been a fan of, and having some stuff to separate out there and allow for a bit more of those styles, especially instanced ones, I think would be really nice. Yeah, the I mean... The problem with that would be the servers. Yeah. Because that's the reason why they can't add too many housing wards is because it has its own server rack housing. Would mean having... Uh, several server racks just dedicated to FCs. So? And? They might need to increase subscription costs to cover Yeah, them. I'll throw in a dollar. <laughs> There's 14 million players. I'm pretty sure we got this. Just saying. I, I don't know if there's that many active. No, active yeah. is nowhere near that. Okay, uh, there's 8 million players. I'll throw in a dollar. We still got this. To be honest we'll with you, that, I that. would be surprised if we have more than a million concurrent subscriptions right now. Last time, last census was about 600,000. Yeah, it varies a bit depending on like how recently there's been a major content yeah. patch. Granted, yeah. yes, well, they the did recently announce at the live letter that there were 18 million uh, registered accounts, and yeah. those 18 million have at least paid for a subscription once so i mean they've made a lot of money on this game yeah but but like I said, it's for not something WoW like this levels. you don't just it's not just have you made a lot of money it's are you going to continue making a lot of money going forward to pay for yeah. ongoing server costs yeah exactly a server is not just for starlight i mean yeah <laughs> no it would be so a really cool idea expensive. to have that but you have you have to walk it and feed it and update its drivers every God. day Uh. 
All right, we're going to need to take that away from him. We re- I told you this at the start. Well, when I joined. <sighs> All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm good, man. More rating soon. Yay. All right. Then that's going to do it for this episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It really does help other people find our show and helps us to grow in the community as well as lets us know what you guys think. If you really dig the show, please consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. You'll get access to a whole bunch of cool uh, emotes as well as subscriber badges. Um, and we do some really cool stuff with that. Um, or you can join us as a patron out at patreon.com slash phoenixdownradio like our good friend Rory Fenrir. Um, all the proceeds we get for from that go towards growing the show, cover some of the hosting costs, and let us do some fun things like some giveaways, incentives, and things like that. Um, but um, any kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, tweets, retweets, it's all greatly appreciated because we just love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. If you want to check out some of the uh, previous shows that we talked about on our episode today, you can go to our website, phoenixnarradio.com. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, send us an email, podcast at phoenixdnradio.com. And make sure to look for us out on Twitter at phxdnradio. Shoutouts, guys. Chili, as our guest, would you like to start? And please, I'm going to ask you, do it at normal speed. We're not pressed for time. Which one's normal? My normal or your normal? The speed you're speaking at right now. No, but that's so slow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but I want to shout out to Sarah, Klaus and Talos for having me on tonight thank you for letting me join you for the New Year special uh, shout out to everyone that's listening Maelstrom Radio, go check them out at Twitch. try not to go fast, twitch.tv is Maelstrom Radio also go check out Twitch. enunciate makes you slow down twitch.tv also I've been watching someone on Mixer called Glory guys, go check him out um, uh, go check out Musecast and A for Right Radio and I better shut before I start speeding faster <laughs> and how can they find you Chili uh, you can find me at MG underscore Chili on Twitter and uh, I also stream on Moogle Go Around Radio at twitch.tv says Moogle Go Around Radio go check it out we just got our Christmas specials up <laughs> we almost you tried. you tried so hard we almost did it guys oh you were doing God. so good you did your best, Chili. Chili, yeah. we love you. Thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, you know, like I said, it was kind of last minute, but we do appreciate you stopping by, as always, man. You're always Bro, welcome here. Who wants to go next? Not it. All right. So let's see. I'd like to, of course, shout out my wonderful co-hosts, uh, Klaus and Tallis, and guest Chili. You guys are awesome. It's always wonderful to be with you, especially as we're coming to this like time of the new year, thinking about what's come before, what's go- coming up. It's really wonderful to be with you, and I'm glad to uh, get to do this podcast with all of you. I want to thank uh, several of the people who've been helping out with submersible parts after it turned out that I misread the patch notes and it's 5.2 where they're removing uh, the 
the party crafting requirement and not 5.18. So thank you for your continued patience to Talis, to Aurori, uh, to Limecat, uh, to some of my FC members, including Silas, Cyrilo, and Azim. You all are great. Uh, I'm not going to need anything for a bit until the subs get back with the comma site. So thank you for bearing with me. Uh, and I want to folks at the Crucible, especially uh, Safe, uh, Safe, uh, who was very encouraging, especially a few days ago when I was feeling kind of down about the holidays and was really wonderful in helping perk up my spirits and making me feel not alone. So thank the you. The Crucible that. are always wonderful. They're great they're people. Charlie, I love but them. They're wonderful. Yeah. That's why we love them. Never change. <sighs> All right. Oh, and how can they find you? Oh, yes. You can find me on Twitter at F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R, FF14SER. Uh, you can also find me at our Discord channel, which I tend to play. So if you ever have questions, uh, comments, love to hear that. And I'm pretty much always watching. All right, Talas, you're up now. All right. So my shout outs, obviously, to the three of you. Um to Chili, who has been incredibly encouraging, even when I was starting my podcast, and oh, Chili's for being dropping here on the uh, show. codes. Sorry, if you want oh, an attire for uh, your um, character. Oh snap! There it is, uh, Sarah, for being a listening ear for food and lore in and out of game. Uh, it's been awesome having you in my life. So thank you for being around, Klaus, for hosting an awesome podcast that I've been listening to for. 100 plus episodes at this point and for inviting me to be on as a guest and eventually inviting me on full time so thank you guys all of you for really putting my life into a way better spot than it was before i had met you we're glad to have you man it you've always been a, a avid supporter you've been a awesome friend and it's nice to have you on the show full time um mm -hmm. and hopefully it continues even when you move across the pacific ocean Exciting. hopefully hopefully that will happen uh i mean depends on what wi-fi looks like but it is going to be sunday morning and yeah. i don't think i'm doing anything sunday mornings so like that shouldn't be impossible we will have to see though you'll be easy like sunday morning oh snap uh shout outs to this is going to sound weird stay with me uh the ff14 group on reddit Ew. Uh, right it's be nice it's, it's a it's you a bit of a Right. So it's a bit of a disaster fest most of the time. But if you're willing to dig through the questions that get auto mod answered with read the stickies, you complete nub. Uh, there's some really good stories of people coming in and being legitimately concerned about the fate of characters that they really care about or people that are coming in brand new and having people kidnap them after a dungeon and help them with their gear and invite them to a new FC that's more active and just seeing people who are getting the game for the holidays play this month mm -hmm. and for the first time they're playing through fresh eyes through brand new players people that were like well I played 10 and then I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei for the last 20 years and now I'm starting on Final Fantasy again, and they're coming into 14. And it's been so cool and so encouraging to read all these stories. So 
For those of you who are doing awesome stuff at Reddit, thank you. For those of you who aren't, thank you a little bit less, I guess. Do your best this next year. You'll do okay, I hope. Oh, can I? Sorry, I forgot to add one more shout out, if that's okay. Just one more quick one. Jump in, uh, dude. Motion Radio will be coming back in 2020. Ooh. Yay! Ooh. Yay! I no mean... more to be announced, it's just they're coming back. And as, a, as an apology for jumping in randomly, have a Fantasia. <laughs> oh, nice! Wow. Get, Get on that, Nick Nar. All right, Chili Claws is out here throwing codes in the chat. Right. Uh, so if you don't watch us live at twitch.tv slash Radio, you definitely should, because weird shit happens in chat a lot. Yeah, what he said. Definitely. <laughs> Especially and... when Chili is here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at TalisMarvelous, T-A-L-I-Z Marvelous. Uh, there's lots of pictures of thy car that I used to own. Uh, oh, weird san Sayonara, Boko-san. Um, whole story on that later. But <laughs> there's uh, there's lots of weird things that I've cooked, weird stuff about moving to Japan, and probably pictures of everything I'm getting rid of because, frankly, not everything needs to go into storage and not everything's going with me. So if you live in the Seattle area and you want some random stuff... <laughs> yeah. You all want a book? I got a book. I have like books, nine yeah. books. I have like nine books. Like, I don't know if I'm storing any of them. Fancy books. Also, uh, shout outs to Renari, who has been extremely uh, patient with me with this whole holiday slash car sales thing. I haven't gotten a chance to get to the post office to mail you your guild that you want. So we will deal with that eventually. I promise it is coming. Yay. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. And I, of course, want to shout out my lovely co-hosts, Sarah and Talas. Thank you so much for being here this past year. Chili, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, it's nice to hear your voice on the show. Love having you I around. I can't wait to the hate mail next week. Oh, you got <laughs> Chili back on. How dare you? <laughs> uh, yes, I reread that comment again. That was so funny. I laughed. Then I cried. And I laughed. Trolly bastard. Nick Na- shout out to Nick Nar for being Nick Nar never change. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Nick Nar for being Nick Nar never change. Shout out to. Maybe change a little bit. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Your clothes, maybe. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he'll get older next year. Is that a bit enough of a change? No. No. Can you change to using deodorant every day? Never. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking about wow. hippies earlier with a friend of mine, and it was just. I'm gonna use deodorant if I'm gonna be sat indoors all day. If I wanna, <laughs> if I wanna smell myself, who cares? No. Now, if I'm outside, yeah. No, screw, it, screw. It. That's a waste of deodorant. Who cares? Oh my god. Just me. Shout out oh, to everybody god. watching us live here at twitch.tv slash Radio, putting up with this abuse from these guys. I mean, mean, you must love it. You must love it. You keep coming back. Uh, Shout out to everybody listening to us on the podcast. We do appreciate you listening out on whatever your favorite podcatcher is. But join us sometime live. And it's a good time. You will enjoy it. I promise. Um, And uh, I can be found at uh, PHXDN underscore KLAUSS out on Twitter if you want to follow me. I didn't post my lovely Christmas. 
not Christmas dinner, my birthday dinner, because I just wanted to eat it because it was really good. But occasionally I will post stuff like that too. If you don't document it for the internet, did it really happen? Yes, it did. It was amazing. Oh, so there is history before the internet. Huh. Oh, so I figured that was stuff made up by 4chan to trick us. Oh, so saw the picture my friend sent me on Twitter. I'm posting it in chat as well. It's, it, they drew my character. Nice. Ooh. Sarah, have you seen the picture of the guy that 3D printed the save icon? Uh, <laughs> don't make me feel old, you fucker. I'm older than you. Shut up. Okay, boomer. Yeah, I know. For my oh, co-host. God damn it. For, for our I guest, Chili. Why? I don't know. For, yeah, for you are. my co-host, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Tomono, for Tell Is Marvelous, I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2020. Take care. Praise Lava Scorpion. Praise Lava Scorpion <laughs> and Happy 20. is a production of PhoenixTownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Town Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Town Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltygearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarwanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.